two main trends that really jump out at me are environmental, social and governance, ESG. Um, this covers climate change and the transition to a low carbon economy. I mean, these are top of the political agenda, the need to mobilise green, climate smart, environmentally friendly financings. And these issues present a range of challenges. Hello everyone and welcome to the Student Lawyer podcast series. Whether you're at school, sixth form, university, thinking about a career in law or exploring law careers, you're in the right place. We are the one-stop shop for student lawyers. If you'd like to join the Student Lawyer as a writer, please email hello at thestudentlawyer.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the Student Lawyer Podcast. My name is Stephanie Nay, I'm an LLB Law student and I'm the host of today's episode. Joining me today on the show is Philip Hertz, Global Head of Restructuring and Insolvency at Clifford Chance. During the episode, Philip explains which sectors are currently experiencing the greatest amount of restructuring and insolvency cases and why and talks about the trends that aspiring corporate and commercial lawyers should keep up to date with. Philip also reveals the skills that student lawyers should aim to develop before attending interviews and starting their training contracts. He also shares what some of the qualities are that Clifford Hearts trainees possess. Welcome to the Student Lawyer, Philip. It's great to have you here. No, really nice to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you. I've been looking forward to this episode for such a long time. Um, so I'm just going to really get into it. I'm going to start off with a bit of a fun game. Um, well, I say fun. It's probably fun more for me than for you, maybe. Anyway, I'm going to start off with three statements. Two are true. One is a lie. Uh, and you have to see if you can pick out the lie and I'll reveal at the end of the episode. So the first part okay. is A. A statute of King Edward II provides that the king shall have cod and whales caught within three miles of the British coastline to be offered to the monarch. So that's one. The second, B. The Polish Potato Order, 2004, made it illegal to import Polish potatoes to England. That's the second. And the third is local authorities... Sorry, the Control of Noise Order, 2014, uh, made it so the local authorities have powers of entry to silence alarms after 20 minutes of continuous sounding. Can you spot the uh, the lie there? I think the middle one's the lie. Okay. All right, I'm going to reveal um, at the end of the episode. Shall I, do, shall I do some on you? Okay, come on then. Okay. First one, number one, it is illegal to be drunk in a pub. Two, it is illegal to handle a salmon in suspicious circumstances. Or three, it is an act of treason to kill a swan. Okay. I think that they're all true. They're not all true. Okay, well, I think the third... Well, one's, 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 one's um, false and two are true. I thought it was illegal to be drunk in a pub. I didn't say... Yeah, I didn't know that. That is true. You're correct. Okay. 
What do you think was false? It's it's illegal to manhandle salmon, right? It is. Right, so the third one must be false. It is. (laughs) Oh, I was right, so I was right. (laughs) Okay, right, I'm flipping the interview back around now. Philip, can you please explain the reason or reasons you decided to become a commercial lawyer? Well, yeah, it's interesting because I remember this was a this was a question we always used to get an interview. I, I suppose you still always get this one as well. I mean, I always wanted to be a lawyer from a young age, and I think that was as a result of at the time very popular TV programs, which romanticised and popularised the job. You know, you would see TV stars swanning in and out of offices with you know, a single sheet of paper with the answer to a complex legal problem. But it sort of captured my imagination. I just decided. That's what I wanted to do. Um, haven't quite managed to, uh, you know, uh, get away with the single sheet of paper or swanning in and out of offices, but uh, still enjoy the day today. Nice. Um, so, can you tell us what your position as global head of restructuring and insolvency involves? Yeah, sure. Look, the, the firm is an international firm with thirty-four offices across twenty-three countries in Europe, the Middle East, Asia Pacific, and the Americas. We've got partners and experts in restructuring and insolvency in all of those offices, or at least the main ones. Well, I'm there to ensure that they're connected with each other, the rest of the firm and management, that jobs are properly resourced and staffed from across the network uh, to consider, and also to consider and resolve potential conflict situations. And oh, by the way, my day job, in, in uh, I also run my own restructurings as well. So the job is a mixture of management as well as rolling my sleeves up and doing the work. Do you think that management, you had to, to learn those skills or do you, or is it something that you've always been very good at? Um, I, I don't know if I'm very good at them. I mean, uh, I, you have to ask my partners and the, and the rest of the team whether I'm very good at them. But I think you just sort of grow into them and you, and you, and you, and you, uh, you, know, you work out and you understand what needs to be done and you just have an empathy with your fellow partners and fellow uh, and the associates in the team. Um, I think you. I think I think you could grow into it, really. Yeah. Um, what sectors are currently experiencing the greatest number of restructuring and insolvency cases? And was this trend caused or accelerated by the pandemic, or did you already forecast this? Okay. Well, I think I think a lot of a lot of the sectors now are um, are being uh, affected by the pandemic. There's no question, and you know we've been very very busy in the sectors you would imagine would be busy in aviation, retail, leisure. Aviation, no one's really flying. Or, you know, there's it's start just starting now. Retail, no one's really shopping, but people who have large shops in the West End, for example, still have to pay huge rents, so they, they've had difficulties. Leisure, you know, holidays, theatres, cinemas, those sort of things. All of, all of those um, sectors have been exacerbated. Their problems have been exacerbated by COVID. Some were on the way in any way in the run-up to Brexit, but COVID has really uh, been the death knell of some of those uh, sectors. Mm-hmm. Many have been looking for a sticking plaster pending a proper restructuring. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is it's not been possible to work out what the recovery curve looks like in the last 18 months. People have talked about you know, a V-shape, a U-shape, an L, a long L, a Nike tick as to when that recovery is going to come. Until you really know that, um, you won't know whether a company has too much debt compared to its assets and therefore whether it needs to be restructured. 
and if and, and if it needs to be restructured, how much debt you know to take away, how much is sustainable, how much isn't. So the real restructurings haven't really started, and all people have been doing is to agree extensions to waivers on covenant defaults and waiting and seeing. But nevertheless, it's been a lot of work. That's interesting. Um, so, Philip, am I right in saying you've been practicing law for thirty years? Yes, thank you for mentioning Sorry. that. Um, I, I started. I start. I joined Clifford Chance on the fifth of September, nineteen ninety-one. So this year will be thirty years. Although I mean, two of those years was as a trainee. Well, first of all, congratulations for that. That's quite an accomplishment. Um, second of all, how have your clients' needs changed over um, over those thirty years? Well, look. When I first joined Clifford Chance to trainee, um, there weren't any uh, PCs. No iPhones, no Blackberries. Communications were by this, you know, by way of this newfangled uh, method called a fax, um, and or letter. So everything was at a much slower pace. But you know, facsimiles. I mean, do you know what a fax is? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, uh, and, you, know, you don't really see them much these days. So if you responded in a day, that was quick. I mean, now everything is instantaneous, and you're contactable twenty four seven. So clients need to really move with these times, you know, and, and you just have to be on it, um, you know, really and available, and people expect you to be available. Also, there have been you know, huge influences from the US in terms of work culture and the types of clients um, over the years, you know, with the influx of the US firms, um, the uh, the rise of hedge funds um, versus the banks. So, you know, they're, they're, so. I, I would say that clients' needs have changed, and they've changed with um, um, you know with the, with the technology really. You know, as they as they as they are more contactable, they want you on uh, to be more contactable, mm. and that stands to reason. Do you still know how to fold a letter properly? I do, I do, just about, just about. <laughs> uh, what are the key trends that aspiring lawyers should keep up to date with? I think, uh, I mean, well, if I think about um, our thought leadership um, and what we're doing at Clifford Chance, there is actually a, uh, a site that uh, people can visit to understand the trends and themes we're advising clients to think about if you're on the cliffordchance.com website. But I would say the main, the two main trends that really jump out at me are environmental, social and governance, ESG. Um, this covers climate change and a transition to a low-carbon economy. I mean, these are top of the political agenda with governments and regulators responding to the need to mobilise green, climate-smart, environmentally-friendly financings. And these issues present a range of challenges. Um, we're helping clients to future-proof their businesses, identify risks and opportunities. Um, the other one, big one, is tech and fintech. Tech presents new challenges for business, business including regulation, growing competition, for startups, ethical issues raised by artificial intelligence, and it affects all aspects of the law. Um, and then if I think about some others, there's global trade and investment, Brexit and the future of the EU, and uh, China, um, you know, still um, um, a major area of uh, growth and interest. So those, those would be the trends um, that I think aspiring lawyers should be keeping up with. And, you know, as I said, they can, you know, if they want, want any information about that, they can certainly come on to our website and have a look. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, what I think is really interesting about the ESG is that, you know, it, it filters down into every sector. So whatever you're interested in, there's really something to look at, like, and you can really sink your teeth into um, what these sectors and businesses are doing around that. 
No, I agree. I agree. It's a, and it's becoming um, much, much more prominent and, and, and it's permeating every area. Mm. Um, so what is the most memorable deal that you have advised on or a deal that has allowed you to be very creative? Well, well, if you can, you can imagine over 30 years, there have been quite a few groundbreaking deals and many which have been um, quite high profile, but a lot that haven't been. But in no particular order, I'm just proud of the way in which you've managed to turn around and rescue companies. I mean, people forget that if a company actually has to file for insolvency proceedings, that has an impact in the real world. People lose jobs. And so we often, you know, we, we do what we, you know, what's often called uh, or termed as catching a falling knife. You try and stop it going into insolvency by turning it around. Um, so when British Steel got into difficulties um, uh, almost a, year, a couple of years ago now, we managed to rescue its business out of liquidation and save 24,000 jobs in the Scunthorpe area. Um, House of Fraser um, got into difficulties, went into administration, and we managed to um, sell it uh, to Sports Direct again overnight. Um, and then there have been many innovations um, using techniques such as schemes of arrangements and restructuring plans, uh, which I've been involved in and my team's been at the forefront on, but I won't bore you with those now. Wow, that's, uh, that's really impressive. Uh, so next question is, how have you pushed yourself during each stage of your career in order to progress to a global um, head of restructuring and insolvency? Well, I didn't start my career thinking I wanted to be a global head of restructuring and insolvency. In fact, I didn't even start my career in insolvency. I started as a litigator. Um, I joined um, litigation on qualification. I was asked to go to arbitration because they needed bodies, and I absolutely hated it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then I, I happened to be by the coffee machine um, on the same floor as the insolvency team, where I had spent my full seat as a trainee. I was talking to one of the uh, senior associates there and they said, oh, you look really miserable. And I said, well, I'm not very happy doing what I'm doing. And literally they went to speak to the partners and I got moved after six months into insolvency, um, which was pretty unusual. I think it's pretty unusual now. It was very unusual then to be moved. And I thought, oh, well, this is going to be a problem. But it wasn't. And, it, uh, and I worked you know, hard to be the best I could be. I worked long hours, thought about issues. and was lucky enough to be booked forward to partnership. Um, you need to have a drive, a will to understand um, that it's not just legal knowledge, but how you deliver it. Um, you know, someone once told me, and I think it's very true, that 90% of everything you do is in the presentation. Yeah. How can aspiring lawyers make the most out of their mentors? Well, think about what it is you want to learn from your mentor um, and insight, get an insight into their role and how they manage competing pressures. Take action points from your meetings to help you improve in the areas within which you think you need to develop. Be consistent and prepared so that you're making the best use of their time and put thought into what you want to get out of every meeting. I mean, ask if you can shadow them where possible, give them feedback, ask them to give you advice on how to build your network and point you in the direction of useful resources and individuals that might help with your self-development. I mean, that's what I would advise. Yeah, thank you for those tips. What skills should an aspiring Clifford Chancellor master before the interview stage or becoming um, or before commencing their training contract at Clifford Chance? It's really important to invest the time in preparing to talk about yourself, your attributes, your contribution, and how your skills and abilities um, that you've spoken about in your application form to get you to the interview stage 
will contribute to you becoming an exceptional lawyer. And, and there, self-reflection is an important part of the preparation, um, as is your research at the firm. I mean, understanding what we do um, and the importance of our client relationships is really key. You know, I can't, I can't un- uh, underestimate that. Thank you. What makes a great newly qualified solicitor or trainee? Look, it's obviously somebody who's intelligent, uh, proactive, and can apply what they know to the facts and take a commercial and pragmatic view. For example, there's no no point in spending £100,000 in legal fees to solve a problem that would only benefit the client by £50,000. So it's just recognising those sort of situations. For me, this is a hard skill. And you, you start by listening to instructions and asking lots and lots of questions. There's no point in taking instructions from your supervisor going off and coming back three days later with the wrong piece of work because you were not sure but didn't ask. Always, always ask. Never be afraid. I can't emphasize that enough. Remember that if you have a dialogue with your supervisor, they may learn something too, and that conversation can spark other ideas. Thank you. I mean, it's very much a two-way process. Yeah. Um, So I'm, I'm coming now to the end of the interview. So I just want to ask, what has been the highlight of your working week? Well, it may shock you to know that actually probably when I finished working at the end of the day, um, spending time with my family, uh, taking our puppy for a walk. Um, last night I switched off and watched the football, um, which was quite enjoyable um, uh, for once. Um, in 53 years, I've never seen England uh, beat Germany in a, uh, in a in a competition. So that was that was that was that was the first. But I think people have to remember one thing: you don't live to work, but work to live. You must never forget that. That's good to know. Thank you so much. Okay, so as I said, we've come to the end. Um, so I'm going to reveal now what the uh, what the lie was is. So Philip, you said the lie was the Polish Potato Order 2004 made it illegal to import Polish potatoes to England. Yeah. That is in fact true. Oh no! <laughs> the lie, I it I did. Um, make it a little bit difficult it was in fact um a a statute of king the second provides that the king shall have sturgeon and whales caught within three miles of the british coastline to be offered to the monarch and i said cod oh god oh well you know (laughs) blimey okay (laughs) you learn something every day and and, and that's that and that's and that's job you know you learn, you do learn something every day now i know sturgeon well, okay yeah sturgeon i'm so happy that um you've been able to teach uh, me and the listeners a lot about um your role and clifford chance and what it takes to be a um successful lawyer and i'm glad that i can teach you some laws about fish absolutely absolutely <laughs> I've, been, I've been writing notes <laughs> thank you so much for being a guest this was fantastic you're welcome thank, and thank you for having me to hear more of the student lawyers podcast hit the subscribe button and leave us a star rating and review if you would like to join the student lawyer as a writer please email hello at the student lawyer.com <laughs>